Can you imagine if there was a book written about you? And in this book is not just how successful you were in business, how much money you made, where you went on vacation, but this book actually has every hidden deed that you ever did in your life. It has everything you did, everything you said, everywhere you went, and everything you thought is in that book. And by the way, it's in the printing press. There's thousands and thousands of copies, okay? Thousands of copies. It's about to be distributed to go around the world, okay? Everyone's going to know what you ever did, what you ever said, what you ever thought, and everything it is, okay? Okay. Now, I, I would imagine, I would imagine that most of you would do anything you can to stop that book going out. In fact, you would probably pay money that you don't have to stop the book from going out. Because, well, if that get, I, that is embarrassing. How am I going to show my face again? How am I going to get married? How am I going to make my kids go to school? All right, come on. Everyone's going to know everything about me? That's terrible. So there is a way. And that's called Shuba. When it comes to the day of Yom Kippurim, it's the most incredible opportunity that you ever got. And I don't know how many of you realize this until today, even though many of you have lived, Baruch Hashem, 18 Yom Kippurims. But this year, maybe there'll be a special Yom Kippur because maybe you'll appreciate it a bit more. You have the opportunity to take everything you did, everything you said, everything you saw, everything you thought, and you get to erase it all. Okay? Now, that's an incredible, incredible thing. You should know that Chazal tell us in the Gemara Sochem Daf Nundalad, Tshuva kodmo lebriya sa'olam. You know what that means? That means that tshuva came before the creation of the world. Tshuva was here before the Rabbi Nishlam created the Gantzavelt. Because tshuva is something that the Rabbi Nishlam instilled in the world for a purpose. The Nesiva Shalom, the Slonim Rebbe brings down many in Yonim. He brings Aloshan Azoya. The Rabbi Nishlam could not establish and keep the world going. Without tshuva. Why? This addresses your question. How, could it, how is it possible? The Rabbi Shem gave us the Sahara, And for many of us, it's a very, very strong Sahara. It's very, very hard. And some of us find it really difficult to be able to overcome that Sahara In this area, in that area, each one to their own, right? The Rabbi Shem understood that. He realized that. He knows that. And therefore, he made tshuva. You know, I want to tell you a Murdika Balchemtov. Heilige Baal Shem Tov writes, Tzadik HaKoyim brings down this Modika Baal Shem Tov, and it's so important for you to know. This is a game changer. When it comes to Yom Kippurim, think about this Tzadik HaKoyim, think about this Baal Shem Tov, it's a game changer of the Honyu Kippur, okay? Shlomo HaMelech wrote, Ki sheva yipoil tzadik v'kom u'rishoyim yikoshlu b'ra'ah. Which is roughly, it's a posseke mishle. The um, Shlomo HaMelech, okay? Now, Shleim HaMelech wrote as follows. The tzaddik falls seven times and keep getting up. A wicked person will fall once and he will stay down. Says the Heilige Gabal Shem Tov. An amazing thing. Says the Baal Shem Tov, Shleim HaMelech, Mishle, is teaching us a fact of life. Listen carefully. Shleim HaMelech is teaching us a fact of life. What is the fact of life? That in order to become a tzaddik, in order to become a righteous person, you have to fall and fall and fall and fall. 
and keep on falling. But you have to keep on getting up. That's the Yisrael. So the Baal Shem Tov B'Shem, the Baal Shem Tov, brings it. That through the process of falling, that's how we rise up, we get up, and we become who we become. A Russia falls once and he stays on the floor. That's a Russia because he never got up. So your person is not going to be in trouble for the falling, but you'll be in trouble for not getting up. So yes, we have a Yetzirah. And yes, the Rabbi Nishalani puts us in this world for an Yisrael. As the Messiah Shashon writes, everything in the world, we have to know how to deal with it. How do we deal with our Yetzirah? How do we deal with our Yetzirah? Says the Gemara in Yuma Pei Vamama Beis, G'day le'tshuva, she'mevi refuah la'olam, u'mevi ge'ula la'olam. You know what it is? When a person turns to the Rabbi Nishalani and says, Rabbi Nishalani, I sinned. And that's, by the way, step number one. To actually say, I sinned. The Gemara says that the Ikar of Tshuva is Yes, we did an Avera. To be a man and own up for the bad that you did. You did bad? Say that as the Yetzirah. But there's a process of Tshuva. And we have these days of Aser Sibay Tshuva. And specifically, Yom HaKippurim, the Avodah Sayyom, the Mitzvah of Yom HaKippurim, is to be Isaac and Tshuva. Tshuva means, and I've said this many times, and I keep on saying it again and again, we translate tshuva wrongly. We translate tshuva as repentance. It's not repentance. Tshuva means, blosh and shov, to return, to come back to Hashem. That we have fallen so low, we've fallen so distant because of our veyras, and we've become so no shaykhas that the Rabban says, I want to see you back. That is what Yom Kippur is all about. And that's what we have to remember. There was a chassidish Rebbe who had a son that was off the derech. And his son would show up at his father's tish. Can you imagine? Now, <laughs> unbelievable. I don't know what he wore, but in the 17th century, whatever the equal was of blue jeans, that's what he would wear. And he acted in a way that was really inappropriate for a Rebbe's son, or for anyone for that matter. Very obnoxious. And he did Averis Barabim in public. He had no problem doing all these Averis. Now, you can imagine the terrible busha, the pain and embarrassment that his father, the Rebbe, had. But despite that, the Rebbe never distanced his son from him, right? On the contrary, he would treat him with tremendous covert with respect. He would seat, seat him in the front of the shul and he would give him one of the best seats by the tish. He, he never wanted to distance him, Bechlal. The Hasidim, however, couldn't take it. The Hasidim Pasha couldn't take it. Here's this Rebbe's son who's acting in a terrible way, who's doing terrible Averis. Uh, why is he being treated in such a royal way? What type of example is the Rebbe setting? What would, what would everyone else say when they see this? So they decided to put an end to this. And they decided, they set up a committee of three big Hasidim, and they wanted to come to the Rebbe and say, okay, it's enough. Could you tell your son not to show up to the tish? And if he does, can he sit him at the back? Don't put him in the front. It's a terrible embarrassment to you, for your family, to the Hasidus. It's not nice. Could we please put a stop to this? So the committee members, you can imagine there, it was embarrassing. Go to the Rebbe and tell him to get rid of his son, kind of. It was a horrible thing to do. But... Um, you know, as it came closer and closer to Yom and Aroi, and they're like, okay, Rosh Hashanah's coming, Yom Kippur, Semchaz Torah, everything. Uh, we, we, we have to do this. Uh, there's a lot of people that come to the Rebbe from all over the world. People are going to see this. We, we can't have an embarrassment to the Hasidus in this way. So decided, that's it. We have to come to the Rebbe. We are going to go to the Rebbe. We are going to ask him to please distance his son. We can't do this anymore. So he came to the Rebbe's study, and uh, they said, you know what? Maybe we'll just do it just for Yom and Aroi. We'll say, listen, it's not forever. It's a short-term thing. Maybe for Yom and Aroi, maybe send them out somewhere so no one sees because that's where we have all the crowds here. <laughs> so we don't embarrass ourselves, right? So uh, they're about to knock on the door of the Rebbe study. There they are, outside the Rebbe study. 
and they're about to knock on the door and they hear a voice from the other side of the door and they hear the Rebbe and the Rebbe is crying okay they haven't knocked on the door yet the Rebbe is crying and the Rebbe is asking the Rabbi Shalolam for forgiveness on their behalf the Rebbe said Rabbi Shalolam please please forgive my Hasidim I know that not everything is right in the community. I know that your children sometimes act inappropriately, whether it's money, whether it's how they treat other people. But look, I have a son who doesn't act in the right way. I would also like him to act differently. And I don't distance him. And Rabbi Nishalaylam, I overlook his averis. I overlook how he acts and I bring him close. Rabbi Nishalaylam, my chassidim also, even though they do averis, even though they do the wrong thing, you should also bring them close and overlook their Averis. You can imagine the committee that was about to knock on the door turned around very quickly and left. Because if this Rebbe said, I forgive my own son and I bring him close and I don't distance him, then Rebbe Nishim, don't distance the rest of the community from you also. Rebbe said, Tshuva is the most incredible opportunity. Tshuva is an opportunity where we become close to Hashem. If we use the opportunity of tshuva and we actually turn to Hashem and we close our eyes and say, Yes, we did have errors! But we have a Yitzhahara. What do you want from us? We're a human being. We want to come close. We want to erase it. It's not us. Like we said from the Rambam, Hilchus tshuva means it's not us. We're a different person. It wasn't us doing that Avera. We want to come close to you. And that is Hashem, if we do it properly, the Rabbi will give us tshuva shalemah.